Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. You know, over my lifetime, I've worked at many factories, and most of which required that you wore certain pieces of safety equipment as you worked. I've had to wear hard hats, ear protection, and safety glasses while on the job. And before I was ever hired, I was told that it would be mandatory to wear these items before I was ever allowed to walk out onto the factory floor. Although I was at first reluctant to wear them, I eventually realized that they were given to me for my own safety and protection. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Like a pair of safety glasses, repentance is not optional. It's mandatory for anybody who wants to enter into eternal life. Romans 11.21 says, For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, but toward thee, goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. Just as certain Jews will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, some people who profess to be Christian won't either. Remember that the apostle is speaking to the church in this passage, and instead of telling them that their salvation was secure, he warns them about being cut off, which can happen to anybody who rejects the path of repentance. Every soul on the face of the earth is required to repent of sin if they want to inherit eternal life, and they must first come to Jesus Christ, but then they need to amend their sinful ways and become a new creature of obedience towards God. Jesus died on the cross so that we could have the opportunity to do this very thing. Repentance is the same message that has been preached for thousands of years, and it is so crucial that if it doesn't happen in your life, you will most certainly perish in your sin. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor, great or small, God will treat everybody exactly like. And it doesn't, he doesn't play favorites. Acts 10, 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted of with him. Even professing to be a Christian doesn't carry any special weight with God. What matters is doing his will from your heart. Romans 2, beginning at verse 5, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile, but glory, honor and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons with God. If the attitude of humble submission to the will of God doesn't manifest itself in one's life, then people are no different than certain Jews that Jesus rebuked. On the exterior, they appeared very religious to society, but were filled with acts of rebellion and sin in their hearts. I mean, what's the old saying? History repeats itself. Just as certain Jews rejected the path of repentance, so will numerous Christians. They claim to be followers of Jesus, but in their works deny him. Titus 1, 15 through 16 says, Unto the pure 
All things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. Many people want to claim that they believe in God, just as Jews of old, but they really don't want to do the things that he teaches. Instead of taking upon themselves the yoke of Christ and becoming humble and meek in obedience towards God, as Jesus is, they continue to resist the truth. Luke 6.46, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Matthew 7, beginning at verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Many people who have been baptized into the Christian life will miss out on eternity, and it's simply because they are too proud to repent of their sins. They're, they're no different than the people who were rebuked by John the Baptist. Matthew 3, verse 7 says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Instead of abiding in one's sins, we must repent and abide in Christ. The wide road must be abandoned for the narrow path of Jesus. Fruitless branches in Christ will eventually be cast into the fire. John 15, verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Repentance is about departing from sinful living in preparation for Judgment Day. Romans thirteen twelve. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Only through abiding in the doctrine of Christ can one eventually obtain eternal life. 1 Timothy 4, verse 16, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. The Lord Jesus requires that all men come to a place of repentance. And repentance is not optional. It's mandatory before you can ever step foot into paradise. 
like putting on steel-toed shoes. We must humbly submit to our employer's request, knowing that it's for our own safety. Like protective equipment, repentance is required before being allowed on the factory floor. So just make sure that you're never too proud to put on your safety glasses. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in that great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, Lord willing. We'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.